The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. You're never gonna make it, you're not good enough There's a million other people with the same stuff You really think you're different, and you must be kidding Think you're gonna hit it, but you just don't get it It's impossible, it's not probable, you're irresponsible Too many obstacles, you gotta stop it, yo You gotta take it slow, you can't be a pro Don't waste your time no more Who the fuck are you to tell me what to do? I don't give a damn if you say you disapprove I'm gonna make my move, I'm gonna make it soon And I'll do it cause it's what I wanna fucking do This episode is sponsored by GHU Game Station This is a fun one It's for adults, kids, parties, whatever you want It's the GHU Game Station it's a gaming trailer with Xbox, PlayStation, VR, etc. It has current and retro-gen gaming experience, and the best part is you can use this trailer any time of the year. It's heated during the winter. It's a trailer, so it's covered if it's raining outside, and have the doors open on a nice day. Need something to spice up your party or event? Check, out, check them out at GameHeadsUnited.com or on Facebook at capital G, period, capital H, period, capital U, Game Station. Good afternoon, ladies and gents. Welcome to the 16-ounce podcast. I am Duvet. I'm Jay. Man, what a weekend, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, this one. I had a blast, man. I was so excited for this. Nothing makes me feel better than when I see people shitting on it all over the place. Twitter. Facebook, Come Instagram, on. in the Come comment on. sections, like, this is going to be boring, this is that. How can you say a fight card that had every fight not even go to decision? No, like, look, that was the first card. What is that, like the second time ever we've had yeah. a finish on every single fight no, on a card? It was, it was the second time ever, and I, it was the first time since 2014. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's eight years ago. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, How can you... Even say that was remotely boring. I mean, not nah, every single, every single, every single one ended in TKO or submission. So yeah, I, and I think we have more TKOs and submission on this one. Oh yeah, nah. I mean, it was such a man. Let's just we just got to get into it. Yeah, we had um, six KOs and four submissions. Yeah, uh, I, uh, it does. I I don't know if you where you really want to start. But I mean, we can just go from top to bottom, or we can just start from the the main card, uh, yeah, I, or any noticeable early prelims or prelims. So, that you thought were entertaining. I was. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and say that on an early card, one that that kind of caught me, and uh, I kind of shit on it in the last episode, and I doubted the boy, but battle. I mean, Brian battle. That I, I, I went with Sato all day long. And I that dude came out with a fierce kick, and that was all she hey, wrote. To be honest, I kind of felt like he had it, though. Like, I felt like he had it when he walked out. May, may, His whole energy was completely different than the last time he walked out in the yeah. UFC. And, and when I seen that, like, I already had said my word on, on you know, mm-hmm. our last show. So I had to but stick by it. you got nervous. It. But... You know what? I'm happy for him. <laughs> I was nervous because I seen him come out. and I'm like, oh shit, we got a different, we got a different Brian Battle out here. I was like, yo, he nervous. <laughs> nah, but yeah, nah. Uh, he he came out and he looked composed. He looked the part, you know. Oh yeah. Um, and he went in there and honestly, man, from opening, he kept it. That was all him. It was it was his fight from the beginning. He kept his composure. He definitely went in there like, kind of like. 
looking like he's mastering whatever style he's. I think he knew this was his last shot, too. I think because, you know, Dana White gives people chances. But I just think Dana probably told him, like, yo, you don't win this shit. He was impressed, though. Go somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Dana was super happy. Yeah. So I think that's kind of why his attitude was different coming out, too, than any other time he's come out of that octagon. Yeah. He's on a a, a pretty gnarly... uh, tour right now he, yeah he, he wants to he wants to become a contender yeah i mean he's got it yeah he um he, he wants that shot too um i tell you what i feel bad for sam alvey yeah he's just such a nice dude but i think he is just i mean obviously he's done he was cut so i mean it's unfortunate but i think it for is. him uh i think it's just time to hang him up yeah. Um, Fortunately, the new guys are just stronger, faster, way more technical. Yeah, it's not that strong chin shit ain't gonna get you nowhere. Nah, it's it's just yeah, it's it's just like we like we said last week. There's levels to this. Yeah. Okay, and some guys are just on a level, and when your time is up, you got to know that it's it. You know. Um. But yeah. Obvious. Speaking of levels, real quick. Uh. I just want to mention, because I've seen it today, obviously it's brand new news, but Uriah Hall hanging him up. Yeah, uh, that kind of caught me off guard. Yeah, I mean, it sucks that he went out. His last fight that he won came off of a Chris Weidman snap leg. Guess not the way you really want to, you know, end your career. You know, your last win is off a snap leg, and then you lose two fights, and now you're done. Like, I mean, listen, the dude's done incredible things. He's had great fights. Beating Anderson Silva, I mean, yeah, I, I think it. Yeah, I rough. definitely think it's his time, yeah. and I think he knows that. So instead of you know going down the Donald Cerrone way, where oh. you just go out there and still try and do your best, but you end up getting flatlined. Yeah, no. I mean, he kind of went out, not on a high, but not at a low neither. He kind of went out where people were like, mm, "What can he do? Does he still have it? Does he not?" You know, questioning themselves, and I think he just chose the right time just to get out, but. Yeah, you know. So when we when we talk about levels, I mean, he was ten and nine in the UFC, which isn't really a great record. But when you go back and look at the people and the level of competition he fought, you'll understand why he went ten and nine. You know, but yeah. he still put people. He showcased some shit that he had. I mean, yeah. I just man, I feel like Uriah Hall could have had something better. I um, think so too. But you know what? It just sucks. He <laughs> still gave us some amazing fights. Yeah, though. no. So. You know, yeah, um, we just we do, we don't want to remember the the most recent stuff. That, yeah, that's not him. But I mean, what are you gonna do? And then also speaking of levels, I'm gonna skip up a little bit here. But man, Miller over Brogan, huh. she beat the shit out of look, her. Look, man, <laughs> like I said, bro, we called Team Juliano Ooh. over here, and honestly. It was curtains from the very beginning. Oh, oh the very beginning. That I, was Juliana's fight from the top. But like I said, it all starts with the pressure, and that's exactly what she did. The minute the minute they rang it, you know, she was in her face pressuring her, and Brogan was already fighting her fight. She was already fighting Juliana's fight. Not, I, even, not even 10, 15 seconds in, yeah. I already saw. I feel like she, Juliana made Brogan get off her game plan right off the rip. Right off rip. It was you can notice it. Yeah. <laughs> she no, she she was so caught up in the the pre fight antics and that's what Zach Powell good too. 
Well, you know what a left, huh? Uh, yeah, but like <laughs> you're so caught up in these pre-fight antics, and you're not focused on the job at hand. And I do feel like Brogan had literally the capability of winning the whole thing because she is a complete fighter. But man, like when you get in your head like that, and success does come in like a little small, like piece, you know, like yeah. you you got two rounds on a Ultimate Fighter season, like that's cool. But, like, now you got to deliver. Like, don't talk. Like, you're on there yet, you know? And Juliana came out and proved from the very beginning. She said it after. She said, I heard everything she said. And I was just giving her exactly what she wanted. And the ground and pound, that was brutal, bro. Brutal finish. It was awesome. Yeah, I think she's going to do big things. I think she's got a bright future. Um, And I think, honestly... Any of the women's weight divisions right now could use somebody like her to spice things up, and I think she. I think you're going to see her get to the top in probably three, four fights. She's in flyweight right now. Yeah. So if I'm not mistaken, I mean, I'm not obviously. I'm not saying, you know, like Valentina, watch out. No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, this is a good start uh, for Juliana, considering the experience that she does have coming into all this, and now she's. It just looks to me for right now like any prospect coming up, I don't think anybody can deal with Juliana. I think Juliana will probably progress a lot quicker than people think. Yeah, fairly quick. Like I said, I think three, four fights as long as she wins them all. Yeah. I think she, she, we see her fighting somebody in the top five at her fourth fight, and then her fifth fight's a championship fight. Oh, for sure. If she goes on a five-fight win streak, for sure she's at the top already. But do you wonder, like, maybe she might get – she might get it probably sooner than four fights. Well, after seeing what she did to Brogan, and I know we're talking about yeah. somebody who doesn't have no UFC experience, nothing like that, and obviously, you know, everyone says the UFC is the best talent in the world. They're yeah. not wrong. But are we? Are, are we? But into- like at the same time, she could. You know, it, she made Brogan look like she's never even fought before. Yeah. And- so if for her to come into the UFC. Competition's different. Even the worst UFC fighter might be able to starch her shit. So, like, I don't know. At this point, it, we have to see where her first fight lands her. No, that's what I'm because saying. her first fight, who knows? They might do the same shit they did with Michael Chandler and just say, "Hey, here's a number seven ranked flyweight." But that's what I'm saying, you know. And so, like, and I feel like I like Juliana's chances because you don't really hear of many like not not this in the flyweight division, but like. I don't know, man. All the talent, literally, all the fights, like Pena said, are at one thirty-five. Like, yeah. And if unless you're Valentina Shevchenko, like, or Claudia Estrada, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you think about it off the rip. I think she could beat Macy Barber. Oh, for sure. And I like Macy, but I mean, at the top, you look at top five of the women's flyweight. You got. Obviously, the champion in Valentina. Yep. You have uh, Caitlin Chukagian. Oh, yeah. Talia Santos, Lauren Murphy, Jessica Andrade, Alexa Grasso. Lauren Murphy. That's, that's your top five. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a fierce top five? For sure. Oh, for but sure. But with Juliana's style, <laughs> I feel that I feel like she can really do damaging things to all all of them women except Shevchenko. Yeah. I think Shevchenko is levels above everybody else. Shevchenko is levels above everybody else, but 
um Juliana with it just we got to see how she looks but man if like this but from the sample size that we got if she's one of those that turns into like the sample size is the whole package yeah that that's a problem. I'm just excited to see where she can grow. Because exactly. where she's at now is huge. Where she can grow to be. That's what I'm saying. Like you said earlier, she made Brogan look like she can't fight. And bro- <laughs> Brogan was kicking fight. ass yeah. during the season. So She's a tough girl. And I think Brogan gets a second chance in the UFC. Oh, she gets a, she gets a shot. Yeah. I, I think, Cause I think Dana's going to see that Juliana's just different. And that he might, you know, say, Brogan, you know what? Go find a real camp. Here's all my contacts. Find a camp that'll take you, and go ahead. She was on Team Pena, right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, no, she was on Team Nunes. Uh, Brogan was on. Brogan Team was Nunes. Team Nunes. So maybe Amanda sees something in her and says, "Hey, come train with me." I don't see why she wouldn't. She was very high on Brogan. She was very high on um, Eduardo too. So I think both though. I think both of them get shots because um, I think Eduardo. Uh, you know, just a quick side note. I just feel like Eduardo was a, a complete fighter. So, um, and she really, I feel like if Nunes is really high on somebody, maybe not right now because she's still fighting. Obviously, she yeah. just got her belt back. But down the line, when you know she's starting to build her own little camp, I'm not surprised if you see Brogan there, if you see Eduardo there, and whoever else. I think Nunes is really high on people. I think, I think we see Zach versus Eduardo. <laughs> in in another in another fight down the line, Ooh. both dudes that lost to to Mo, Dana, you know what I'm that. saying? Yeah, now nah, look that for a fight night. I'm, I'm down. That. I'm uh, down. Put it on a card. I'm yeah. in. Yeah, oh no, that's cool. Because I think nice. they're two complete fighters, and it's no disrespect towards Mo because obviously, you know, he's yeah. got the power to do shit, and he's got the chin to hang out with these dudes. But hey, yeah, that's another one, uh, Mohammed. Hey. I just wanted uh, I wanted to say when when I first started watching the season and I was like I first saw the very first episode and I saw who the contenders were I kind of went all in on Muhammad um right immediately not knowing not knowing anything so I do feel kind of proud that <laughs> my pick turned out to be really really the the winner you know I, I was all in on Zach Yeah I know I like I said my heart wanted Muhammad and I guess I, I had to listen to it that time because that was really look man he managed to shut down Zach with some scary scary power with a left hook that he barely even pumped can we remember another guy who has like really really heavy power if he just touches you it's kind of curtains like it's any does I think everybody knows the name I'm trying to bring you mean up. like a Francis yeah, like a Francis, you know, <laughs> like just not, not, not more. De- he's obviously not as developed as Francis, but his power is something else, man. Like Michael's Bisping said it best: this man's power is brutal, and he he flatlines Zach. Yeah. He, that hammer fist afterwards is ugly too. It wasn't necessary, but hey, you got to do it, it until the totally ref stops necessary. it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was totally it's always necessary. Double tap, baby. <laughs> that was that, yo. That was a. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm really looking forward to what Muhammad does because I feel like he, he's gonna have the work ethic. Obviously, he's really wanted this, and now that he got it, I just think he's gonna get even better, especially with Kamaru there right by him. So. Oh yeah, you, you know his brother's not gonna let him fail. No man, but what did you? Th- I, I, what did you think of of the fight actually? 
because like I thought the fight was actually pretty good, and I thought Zach was probably gonna route him if it went later. But if wow. it went deep into the fight, I think Zach would have won. But saying that, I mean, Muhammad's got good stamina. He's got good cardio, so it looked better, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I think that, I mean, but Zach's always had good stamina too. So I don't know, but I think Muhammad. I think he would have kept his power throughout it. Yeah. But then when I turn around and look at this too, and like I'm, I keep you know going back and forth with myself here, um, is that how many more leg kicks was he going to eat? Back to back fights, just eating leg kicks. I mean, I mean, he start, he was trying to check them, trying to at one point, but he has no idea how to check a goddamn kick. Yeah, he doesn't know <laughs> how to check a kick yet. Uh, but I mean, you can see they trying to get the form down. You know, Camaro said it. Even in the interview, he said, you know, we just got work to do. Yeah. And he knows he has work to do. So uh, I think now that we got a, another Usman in the UFC and he's just a heavyweight, give him a couple months. And I think by his first fight, oh, man, I'm I'm ready for the rise of Muhammad Usman. I'm just letting y'all know. Muhammad, <laughs> hey, wherever, wherever, like, I don't know how many, wherever, however many episodes deep we're in by the time that Muhammad Usman becomes a contender, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised it's 400 because he's going to go dummy. I'm don't worry. Know. The first time we hear his fight get announced, we'll dive in the full thing. We got to dive in. <laughs> we'll dive deep onto that. But that, but, was, um, that was a good win by Muhammad and Zach. Uh, Zach will be back. He yeah. he just got humbled. Yeah, I, I think he. I think him versus Eduardo was the fight to make, though. That, that's a good fight. I love that fight. That's such a good. Just two big dudes, and they're so skilled. Yes, they're so skilled. They just happen to eat the power of Mo. Yeah, they. Eduardo looked like he got hit by a train. So that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like the man is crazy, bro. He has some hands. But I um, mean, so transfer over to Co-Main. It was a good fight by uh, Jeff Neal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Vicente, dominant. Vicente started off okay. He looked yeah. a little promising, but then as the fight just went on, Jeff just started picking yeah. him apart, and that was all she wrote. Yeah, Vicente Luque uh, was, um, he, I give him credit. Like, right, it was six. It, it was definitely a battle, uh, but it was just one of those things where, like, clearly one guy just didn't belong in there. <laughs> um, Neil, like, Excuse my French, just fucked him up, like <laughs> beat him up, and it yeah. was just. I mean, Luke got guts, like blood guts. Like the man is a warrior through and through. But I don't know how you just take that. Yeah, that was hard. Luke's number six too. So I mean, it's hard to say his time is up as well. No, because he's you know he's a vet in the sport. Yeah, but he was in the same season as Kamara, right? I think they were on the same team. I thought they were both on the Black Zillions, right? I think so. Yeah, I think they were both on the Black Zillions. I just watched it, so I I know. I I think they were both on the same team. I got my heads in the Dana White Contender Series. (laughs) I watched that this morning, and that's that's the only thing on my mind. (laughs) Most of the day, because there was some controversial stuff that happened, and it was, yeah. But we'll, we'll save that. Yeah, that's all right. Anyway, in the main event, we had a little we had a little indifference on this. Yeah, I, I I I want you know I think I want people I want people to understand like where I was coming from with it. I don't think Tiago at all has anything to be disappointed about. Um, because at the end of the day, if you look at expectations, what did everybody expect to happen? 
we expecting Jamal Hill to make kind of quick work of a declining Tiago Santos with a bad knee uh, who kind of just looks like he's out of it after the Jones fight. That's what everybody expected. Okay, even even I expected Jamal Hill to just walk in there and kind of like piece him up really bad and kind of make quick work of him. But that's not what happened. All right, guys. <laughs> like, I, I just want to say that it's not what happened. Oh, it was man. not completely like that. Okay. By the time the fight was over, I just sat there and I was like, what did I just watch? Because, holy shit, Jamal Hill can't move. <laughs> like, Tiago Santos just got beat the fuck up like the last 30 seconds after like literally dragging this man into deep waters. So I just, all I want to say is um, Tiago may not be it anymore, but if that is like the last bit of glory that I saw, man, hey, he he did he did what he could. Um, the gas tank just wasn't enough, and Jamal Hill's power is just consistent. It won't go away. And Jamal Hill on that side, he's gonna be he's gonna be a problem at light heavyweight. Uh, he said he's been calling out Yuri. He wants Glover. He wants he wants smoke. He was he's running up the chimney for smoke. So I'm excited. Um, whatever Dana does decides to do. Uh, you know, Jamal Hill has to be a prominent person in that division now, and he has to be prominently featured. I feel he he's he's done his he's done his job. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, though, my boy? So, I think Santos is done. Oh, he's done. I think right now, I just don't think he has the gas tank to go five rounds with anybody. But is he gonna go five rounds all the time? No, because he's going to get fucking smoked. I mean, I guess, but in a three-round fight, you don't think listen, if that was a three-round fight, that would have been bad? That listen, wouldn't have been a bad fight if it was a three-round fight? If it was a three-round fight, I mean, I think Jamal Hill comes out and fights a different fight and still beats him. Maybe. I think they prepared for a five-round fight, obviously, like they had to. Yeah, but... And Jamal Hill had an extended game plan. He had the better gas tank. He's the more technical striker. Santos just relies on power, and he has good precision, but Jamal Hill just moved around him, hit him with speed and power. And you got to admit, though, the ground game was looking crazy sometimes. Jamal Hill also stuffed a No, no, yeah, like when he stuffed the takedowns, it was a different story. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, in general, he stuffed a lot of takedowns. But, I mean, when Santos got him on the ground, he's just got all that body mass. It's hard to move a man. You might weigh close to the same, but a man with that – yeah, that, and some, that and some of his transitions were looking kind of clean. That's why. That's why I was just saying, like, you know, I don't think it was a complete like route, you know. But like, I, you had to, you know, you had to see it on Jamal Hill's face because I saw it on Jamal Hill's face. And if you saw the fight, I know you saw Jamal Hill's face. <laughs> that boy did not expect that. No, he did not expect that. No, of course not. You know, like, and that's what I'm saying. None of us expected this. None of us expected a. a of this fight to go four rounds, like I just I I'm just I'm that's what I'm saying. Like he could be done, and if Tiago Santos is done, he has nothing to be ashamed of. But that if that was his last fight, I'm not mad. I think he's got to take the time, go get himself healthy, get that knee fixed, oh, yeah. get himself recovered, and I think he needs to come back. And I say this a lot when people start to decline. I think he needs a fresh pair of eyes on him. I think he needs a new training camp, new training partners. I think he needs to go do something where people are going to say, all right, dude, listen, 
you did great all these years, but now they're not really focusing so much on, you know, where you can improve. They're focusing on where you're already good and just trying to, you know, make you better at that instead of trying to improve in areas that need improvement. Yeah. So I think personally, maybe moves to a different camp, get some new trainers, get some new sparring partners, yeah. you know, just gets a fresh pair of eyes, gets himself fixed up, get him 100%. You know, kind of like Francis is doing. Francis went and got his knees done. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's the champ right now, and it's hard because we all want to watch Francis fight. But you got to get healthy first. And a lot of these people, man, you know, they all take all the beating they can, and then they get healthy when they retire. Man, take that time in the middle of your career while you're still young. Yeah, man. and And your body's not trying to recover a whole bunch of different things. And take that time now to recover, and I think that's what Santos needs to do. I think he needs to recover, and during that recovery time, reach out to gyms that are like, yo, hey, you know, we would be happy to help you. We'd be willing to work with you. Obviously, there's going to be gyms out there that want him. Yeah. He is no slouch. He's got a heart, man. And he's got power. He just needs something different. Yeah, no, that's going to be, like, Tiago, I think he'll have one more run in him. I mean, if Glover can have one more run, you know, we, he just proved it. He's probably the only person that just proved that. If you're if you're a vet and dedicated to the sport long enough, and you just take care of yourself and really focus on your craft, you can make one more run. You know, and I, I think Tiago. I from your point, Tiago just does need a new change of scenery, and I think he'll be right back to like not prime form, obviously, but he'll be a. I think he'll he could be a very dangerous ground guy. Oh yeah, like a very vetty, like a veteran, like ground force type of guy like his his jujitsu could be lethal if he just decides to go all in with it I'd like to see him go hang out with gilbert burns that'd be crazy yeah not honestly nice. i think they would be well for each other i mean obviously gilbert's smaller than him but yeah i think i think he could learn from him i'd even like to see him maybe head over to uh city kickboxing yeah that's a good with like volk and them you yes. know um Volkanovski can wrestle. I mean, we're talking guys smaller than him, but those guys could teach you a lot. You can yeah. learn a lot from somebody heavier than you. You can learn a lot from somebody smaller than you. Nah, as long as you apply it to your, to yeah. your style, you know, yeah. that's it. Because you learn it, they could teach you it and bring in a guy the same size. Exactly. And then you could work it on him and, mm-hmm. and that'd be it. Yeah, so. Um, but uh, we got to touch on the last two points. So how about Jamal Hill? Well, I already gave my thoughts on Jamal Hill's future. What do you think, Jamal Hill, from now on? Um, I think Jamal Hill's in a good spot. So, I personally think that right now, that division is... It's a little tough right now. Because there's so many people. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say so many people chasing Yuri. But, they're there. Yeah. Um, um, And, unfortunately, I think, like... Jan versus Glover, and the winner of that gets to, you know, or or just send Jan straight into Yuri, and I think Jamal Hill's, like, right there. I think he's I think he's ready, personally. I think he's ready for his title shot, but I think Jan deserves it first. I don't – see, okay, so I, I, I agree. I would agree with that. I just feel like since Glover lost it from being champion, it should be Glover versus Yuri, too, and then Jan can probably fight Jamal now. I don't know. Maybe something like that. I just feel yeah. like, you know, but that's a good that I feel like 
it's going to play out the way you're saying it. Or let Jan go in, fight Yuri, and let Glover fight Jamal. Because you take the guy who just lost, Mm -hmm. and you let him fight the guy that's knocking on the door. So the guy who deserves a rematch, he has to open up one more door, and Jamal Hill's knocking. Okay. So let them duke it out. Let Jan go back up there and, and try and... Take back what he had for a while. Yeah, that'd be a good fight. And, and then, you know, put them on the same card. Fuck it. Yeah. Main event, co-main event. And then this way, right afterwards, we know who's fighting who, and they can talk shit to each other exactly. while they're ringside. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then uh, what was your favorite fight from the weekend? Personally. Um, Juliana Miller. Okay. Versus Brogan. Okay, so me... Actually, I, I had the Muhammad fight be my favorite. I thought it was. <laughs> I just like the skill she so showcased. No, yeah. I, no. I just think that hers that, was more impressive. Yeah, I think that fight was just so. It was lopsided, but I just think the fact that like just what she came out and did, mm-hmm. you would think she had ten, twelve fights under her belt in the UFC. For sure. And I think for me that just impressed me. That fight wowed me, and I was like, "Holy shit! I can't wait to watch this girl fight again." Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's not. I, 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 she had the most impressive one, so I think that was a good pick. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, the last point we want to touch on, uh, before we get into juicier stuff, is the Virgil Ortiz versus Michael McKinson. You ain't watched? Did you watch it? Um. You watch highlights. I watched highlights okay. a little bit. Um. I completely forgot that the fight was on. You're good. Um. But then, like, I. I was I able to catch. Heard all about of it. it. I seen it, and I was like, "Let me watch the highlights." Obviously, I know who won. Yeah, but I was. I was able to catch all of it. Yeah, um, and then I looked up the live recap. And yeah, they were sh- talking about everything. Yeah, and I just. I um, don't know. We're gonna get more into uh, Virgil Ortiz later, but I just want to say as the recap real quick. Um, Virgil Ortiz hit him with a body shot. It's what he's known for. He's really, really strong. With those hands, uh, he just has to clean up a little bit of his technique. Uh, Terrence Crawford was there talking about it. Uh, he says that he should disguise his power more, throw a little feint, a little jab, and then go to the body. He's not really using his whole skill set. But Virgil Ortiz, for sure, is going to be a problem. Um, we'll talk about it later, but that was a good showing. And Michael McKinson, he was undefeated. He This is his first loss. I just feel like it looks like a real sloppy loss because he looked really out of it. Uh, style was all over the place. He wasn't even swinging anything with substance. I watched a few of his last fights. Yeah. Like his last couple of fights. And he he definitely didn't look the same yeah. as the guy that I've watched several, like multiple videos of. Um, And it just. It wasn't a know. good showing. It, it, no, it wasn't. It was one-sided. I mean, he won one round yeah. and then got knocked out the next round. That. <laughs> yeah, But, man. I mean, you know, it, it's tough. It um, but that's. It's okay, man. I feel like he'll come back and bounce back. It's he was undefeated before. I just hope you know, like this doesn't start another like little thing for him. Or, we like, we can go back to what we said earlier, man. Yeah, levels, levels. There's just levels to this that's shit. A, that's a good way to. <laughs> that's literally it. There's that's, just levels. That's a good way to go into the the next ad for our podcast today. Go ahead, Jay. We are proud to be sponsored by Trainwreck Fitness Company. They make quality clothing that's 100% cotton, T-shirts, hoodies, and tank tops. Only colors available right now are black and white. You can check them out and place your orders on Instagram by searching TRAINWRECK, in all capitals, 
underscore fitness, F-I-T-N-E-S-S-C-O, all in capitals as well. To place all orders, send them a DM on Instagram. Go follow and check out their designs. Trainwreck Fitness is savage, not average. Hey, I fuck yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah, nah, I fuck with that shit too, man. I like lifting, so, you know, that's a good one, man. Um, So here we are, boxing. Um, uh, This weekend, Teofimo uh, is fighting Pedro. Uh, and what we expect is Teofimo to beat him. I think that's, like, what's going to happen. I think Teofimo won't take him lightly. Um, So I think we're in agreement that I think he finishes him within like five. I say I yeah. I think I don't remember what I said last time, but I'm. You said it's not going past six. That okay. So that's what I was just gonna say. I think he does it in six. Yeah. Um. Seen as we're on the the Lopez conversation, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you've seen, but Ryan Garcia said that he's been reaching out to tanks people. Yeah. And they're ignoring him. So he wants if Lopez wins, he wants Lopez next. Yeah, no, nah, that's that, but that's what we said. Uh, the like we said the last. Week. I think I said that yeah, too. Yeah, I said I think it. that was one of his. Yeah, we peep, we we peeped at it. Um, so yeah, Teofimo wins. I think he should fight Ryan Garcia because I think one, that's a big fight. Two, it's the fight that I think both guys need right now. Um, not so much Teofimo. He, I don't think he really needs it. He's been in there with. Lomachenko, he's been in there with, like, you know, the dogs, you know. Yeah. So um, I just think that for Ryan Garcia, it's more for Ryan. But Teofimo, I feel like if you shut down Ryan Garcia, I mean, you, you move up in the rank. You move up in the ranks. Not only that, you just fucked up the whole division. Yeah. So, like, honestly, that's 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 a big fight. Hey. I, yeah, I think Teofimo, if I think we're on the same page. If Teofimo wins, Ryan Garcia is the fight to make, don't you think? I agree. Yeah, okay. I think so. Um, I just think right now, and this could be a biased opinion. I'm not afraid to say that because I'm a big tank fan. Mm-hmm. But I just think that I don't think they're tank ready, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if they fight each other, I think that puts them a little bit closer. But, I mean, Ryan's speed... Sure, could do some some work to Tank, but Tank's a counterpuncher. So that speed might get Ryan Garcia hurt. You know what I mean? He tries to come in and throw too many punches, leave his head open too much, and next thing you know, he might get sparked. I know, but Tiafimo, I think, beats Tank. You think so? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Only reason why is because, look, I, I've seen, like, when when Tank with Tank's most recent fights, right, with Roley, I mean, we say Roley's a brawler. I think Roley deserves his, his, his like, kudos because he did bring the fight exactly how he said he was. He was going to yeah. come in and try and knock him out. Nobody thought that he was going to do anything, but he caught him with a couple shots, and he dragged him into, what, like, the sixth round, and he knocked him out, whatever. Leo Santa Cruz was another one that was giving him some work. And, yeah, the uppercut came out of nowhere. That could be, like, the game changer, you know, but, like, if that shot's not always there and you do get dragged down, even with Gamboa, like, I feel like maybe, I don't know. It's just when he gets into the later rounds, I don't like Tink. That's just me. And if, and you know, Teofimo, his technique can go all 12 rounds. We see him. Yeah. He went in there with Lomachenko, pieced him up, and I think Lomachenko could beat anybody. In if it gets dragged out in the later rounds, I could see T.O. winning. But I think, 
like I said, a big part of it is just those counter punches that come off a tank are fucking nasty. Yeah. And and the thing is, a lot of people start thinking that tank's not going to swing. They start overthrowing punches. They start throwing too many punches. And then that's when tank starts piecing dudes apart. Yeah. And, like, and who knows it? And T.O. has a good chin. But how well is Tank's power on top of that? So, I mean, it all comes hand in hand. It's just but how it's, many how many counters can you take and stuff? Right, so, it's you, a good fight, though. It is a good fight. but I, I, And that's what I'm saying. But, like, if you look at both resumes, who fought? If you look at who fought the harder people, I do think Teofimo Lopez had a had a little bit of a harder uh, road than think so. Tank so far. So, like, I'm just saying, like, I just want to see Tank in there with somebody other than Mario Barrios, because Mario Barrios, like everybody said that the favorite was Tank, and he was the favorite. Uh, but Mario Barrios was, like, deemed his first real big, like, dangerous fight. Yeah. So, you know, like, and Mario Barrios proved his mettle, and he, he he went in there and hit him with a vicious body shot. We saw how that worked out. I, you know, I, I give Tank credit. It's just, like, you know, later down the line, like, you're going you're gonna to fight the top. We're going to see top guys fight each other now. You know, but I've seen Teofimo fight the guys who have been contenders, and he's made them look. Look at he made Lomachenko look easy. Took all the belts. So I'm just saying, like I feel like I haven't seen much from Tank other than the Mario Barrios fight, which is a pretty good size, and especially Leo Santo Cruz too. That that was a good fight too. I just feel like I need to see more from him, like fighting some tougher competition. Think whoever wins, if if Garcia and Lopez get this. I mean, obviously we got to get through this fight this weekend. Yeah. First, yeah, but I think don't cherry pick go wrong, please. Don't. Nope, but I'm just saying, I think after that, I think we do get Garcia versus Lopez, and then I think the winner of that, I think Tank's got to fucking pull his boots up and fucking go to war with one of them. Yeah, nah, Tank, just Tank. I just see, I just want Tank to challenge one of these guys. I just want to see what he can do against a legit certified top guy, and those are the top guys. I'd like to see him fight Haney. That'd be a good fight too. I think Haney wins. Yeah, Haney wins. I think, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you look at the division, like the fight. I mean, that's a fight to make. But if you look at the division, like Devin Haney versus Tank is a good fight. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what they're trying to go for. I don't know what's really next I mean, for Devin. It, it, I think Devin's fighting Cambosis again. And the thing is, too, is like Lopez is ranked number three. Yeah. Over Lomachenko and Tank. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it goes. Was it Haney, Cambosos, Lopez? Yep. Uh, Tank, and then I think it's Lomachenko. No, I think Lomach. I think it's Lomachenko, and Tank, then, Tank, then Garcia. Yeah, I Gar- think- Garcia's not top five. He's not. He's the only no, one. No, I think not he's number five. six. Yeah, because those are your top five guys right there. Yeah. And then I think Garcia's number six. So, I mean, Lopez is ranked yeah. over. Over tank, but that's what I'm saying, and yeah. that's due to you know he has had the tougher road for sure. Yeah, and I want to commend boxing real quick uh, on just that division because I feel like the promoters and this is probably like the most perfect storm. The promoters for all the guys, all the top guys that we're talking about, the Haney, the Tanks, the um, um, Teofimo, Lomachenko, like all the guys that we're talking about right now, Garcia, like. Their promoters and the like, the guys like behind the scenes, and of course the fighters themselves living up to the reputations, have put them in such a spot where it's the most stacked division oh, in yeah. boxing, and we just want to see all of these guys fight, and it's like a wealth of talent. 
But like you know, of course, when the guys going in there and competing, I think the promoters did a real good job. Wish we could throw them all in a ring together. Yeah, and just <laughs> whoever like, comes out on top is dude, the champion of everything. If you have a Grand Prix <laughs> tournament for like three days, dude, I'm in. <laughs> holy crap, dog! That division is lethal. That would even, pull in so many views, bro. Yo, It'd be even wild. with the guys who were just contending, like Isaac yeah. Pitbull Cruz. Oh yeah, Leo Santa Cruz. Like we could have some fights, dog. Yeah. That'd be some crazy Grand Prix. Hey, yo, set it up, man. <laughs> I'm, tired. I'm in, baby. But, but yeah, I mean, that's just kind of, I don't know. It, it's hard to talk about that fight, not because of Tiafomo, because of who he's fighting. Yeah. And I think that makes it tough. And I hate to disrespect Campa like that because obviously he's out there and he's doing things. But like, I he's I just think him. it's, I don't think it's a fair match. I just think Tiafomo's that much farther ahead of him. Yeah, nah, he's they're they're throwing him into a Shark Tank throw. Yeah, um, I yeah, think, they definitely sliced him up and are throwing him in bleeding. Yeah. So I'm just letting y'all know, look out for the knockout. Tiafimo about to make a statement. Uh, yeah, and, if I'm a betting man, I'm, I'm putting I'm putting money on a, Tiaf- a Tiafimo knockout. Yeah. I, and I like Tiafimo. I like Tiafimo's approach actually because he has Level-headed. not been talking shit. He has not been in the media doing all this extra shit. He's been in the gym, working. His dad is follow- His dad hasn't hasn't been real vocal either. Like they're taking. It looks like they're taking this guy serious as they should be. And if this is the focused Teofimo we're gonna get, it's curtains. Oh yeah, nah. This division is in real trouble. Cause I thought beforehand when he took the belts, even before he fought Lomachenko, I said he was gonna be a problem. And he took the belts, and I was like, damn, the takeovers now. But like, if he comes back. A focus, like not even worried about all the shenanigans yeah. and stuff. The lightweight division has a problem. I'm just saying. It's gonna be so hard to try and get all these fights in before people start like, you know, running scared, ducking people. Like yeah. we these we need to get these fights like Yeah, that's like next year, dude, fuck it. Every every other weekend or every weekend have <laughs> lightweight fights, man. Exactly, <laughs> we, we need to do something because it that's my favorite division to watch right now. I mean it's just so exciting every time you hear a lightweight contender or somebody, even just like somebody you never even heard of. The lightweight division has such a good name and reputation right now. Like you hear of someone up and coming and they're a lightweight fighter. You're like, I got to check this shit exactly. out because that division is so good. Watching this dude's one fight, we could tell a whole lot about if he's going to be able to compete mm-hmm. with the six and up or the eight and up or the 10 and up, exactly. you know, because – that division is so strong. I mean, you look down at 12-15s, you know, between the 12-15 rank, it, that's still dangerous. Exactly. And we're, we, you know what? That's what I'm saying. We're going to, like, so the the more, like, we're going to get into detail about this division because the bullet points are more about the division. And that 1-13, to 13-14 rank fighter, there is a guy named Tevin Farmer. Um, And Tevin Farmer, to <laughs> me, back then was... Not back then. I'm not going to disrespect Tevin, but a couple years ago, Tevin Farmer was like, everybody was screaming for this guy to get a shot, you know? Um, He's a former champion, so. I think his only problem, I think Farmer's only problem is, is, I don't know if it's just he doesn't have the power. I don't know what, but he's, I mean, he's got 30 wins. Yeah. And he's got, he's only won six by knockout. Yeah, no, he's he's a, he's more technical. No, he's a points fighter. He but does. I think that gets him too because, fortunately, in this weight division, as we're talking about, a lot of you power. got some you got some killers. You got some dogs that got power. Yeah, um, I, unfortunately, I just think that you know. I think 
I think Tevin Farmer wins this fight against Mickey Bay. Um, but I just don't think... I just want to see what happens after he does. Um, so... See, I think I think Mickey Bay wins. Oh, really? You think Mickey Bay's going to put Tevin Farmer out? I don't think he's going to put him out. No, no, not put him out, but like but he's going to take him out of I like think the, he's. I think at the start, we're going to see Farmer win like the, maybe the first three, four rounds. Yeah. But then I think you're going to see... Bay kind of changes game plan, and I think Farmer's going to stick to his, and I think we start seeing Bay win okay. win more rounds, and then I think it comes down to the last two rounds. Oh, man. Hey. So I think, cause I think it's a 10-round fight. Yeah. So I yeah. I think we see 4-4. Four, four. Mm-hmm. I think we see Farmer win the first four, Bay win the next four, and then I think those last two are just going to be... Mickey. I think that's where you're going to see the best Mickey. Yeah, I think that I think you're going to see him be able to. I think Farmer's going to go for the knockout. I think he's going to try and prove people wrong that he's only got six knockouts on thirty wins, which is not, you know, that tells everybody, hey, yeah, I can hit people, mm-hmm. but I I can't always knock somebody out. But that also tells us that he's got great stamina to go those rounds. Exactly. But I think Bay's there too because Bay's got twenty three wins. And he's got 11 by knockout. So yeah. I think when you look at that, that tells me that Bay has a little bit more power. Yeah. So um, it's a good fight. I think it's exciting. I just. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Bay's out of his. So he lost two out of his last three. And he lost to Cambosos and Bartholomew. Huh. And Cambosos is his champion. So. so that's what I'm saying. So like, and even Bartholomew, though, is, is a yeah. pretty solid fighter. Nah, yeah. So. You know, taking those two losses, you kind of look at it like, all right, man, like, yeah, you lost those two guys, but Cambosos is Cambosos. And Bartholomew, he's just got, you know, he's got skill, he's got power, he's got technique, he's a good fighter. So I think they were two good tests. I mean, to lose those two guys is not like, you know, like, damn, I lost the two nobodies. Yeah. You know, so I think it's tough. All right, so, well, I'm going to stick with I, I, I do think his experience would just get him through it. Um, so I'm going to stick with Tevin, but I know you're going to go with Mickey. So. Yeah, I, I'm just going to go with Mickey for the fact that I, I just think he's got a little bit more power. Yeah. And I think he's got a little bit more power um, than some of the people that Farmer has faced. Yeah. But at the same time, like, Farmer just lost to Joseph Diaz, too. Yeah, Joseph Jojo Diaz. And I think, I think Bay's got more power than Diaz. Yeah. So, and I know, you know, that's not real fight logic. I know that. Like, oh, he, you know, this guy has more power than this guy and whatever. But, like, I just think that, I think Diaz and Bay are close in sort of being, like, the same. Yeah. And I just think Bay has a little bit more power. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of, for me, that's kind of what I'm going based off. I know the fight logic doesn't make sense because it's fighting. It's combat sports. We know that anything can happen at any given time. The right shot, as we've seen, you know, yeah, in, in, in the fights over the weekend at UFC, that left hook put somebody out. I mean. Yeah, the more complete fighter, though, to your point, does. like, Yeah, but, I mean, complete fighter, I think Farmer is more complete. I just think that Mickey Bay needs to make a statement. I think he needs to step up, and I think he's just – I think right now he's got more on his plate that he's got to eat, so he's got to eat quick. Yeah, and I think this might be one of it. A desperate guy would do some some shit to win. (laughs) He's gonna go in there and probably kill him. (laughs) You never know. 
You never know, though. That's exactly um, it, man. The, and then that goes into the, another guy in the division, Virgil Ortiz, who we talked about earlier. He did win by knockout. Um, how dangerous do you think he can be in the division? So, in the lightweight, Tank, obviously. Yeah. Or, uh, in, in terms of power, though, Tank is the guy up there right now with the power. So, But Virgil Ortiz has him. Howard, but he's, he's probably the second heaviest guy in there. Jaron Ennis, boots, baby. Oh, yeah, him too. I'm sorry, but, like, Ortiz can be dangerous for sure because after watching them body shots come swinging out of there, mm. I mean. It only takes a couple. We seen some real nasty shit coming off of them body shots. So, for me, like, when I look at it, Ortiz can be dangerous, but, you know, and I'm going to keep saying this word, but levels. And I think Ennis, I think Boots is just levels above Ortiz. I think Ortiz has some more work to do. Um, and I seen today, obviously, you know, like Boots, is, his side has reached out and wants the Virgil Ortiz fight. Oh, please make that fight. So if that's a fight that happens... I'm all in on boots. Yeah, that I think that'll be the statement fight. So I think for me, how dangerous can he be? I think all depends on are people going to let him. He's, he strives off of body shots. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to be able to get body shots off like he did against everybody. I mean, yeah, oh, definitely not. But So like, I think that's I, what he relies on, though. But I feel like even if – I just feel like if his power is – his power is pretty good to the point like if he just touches you enough – and the fight keeps going on longer. I feel like Virgil Ortiz is going to be a problem to deal with. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good fight, though, because both guys can definitely, like, they definitely have the skill set to put on the show. So, um, if that's what's next, I think that should be next, because I was going to say he should fight Ennis or uh, just another contender. Um, I I probably would have settled, probably would have settled for Leo Santa Cruz. Yeah, because I thought like I would have been a good fight. Yeah, but, I think um, so. But you know what? That works, bro. Like, hey, Ennis is certified. He wants he wants to come. If you're going to be tested, that's the dude. Yeah, that's going to that, test that's you. That's the guy, and I think that's the guy. Like, who would probably present a challenge to Crawford or Spence? Like, after. Yeah. You know? No, I feel you on that. I, I, I'm a big Boots fan too. I think the dude's just he's just nasty. He's nah, yo. He's a problem. He's a problem. He's like, a menace. I gotta watch more. Of, I gotta watch more of his fights. I gotta watch the next one. Um, I was I was not able to watch the last. Um, and it kind of pissed me off. <laughs> so I got I gotta get on that one. Who's his next fight against? Does he even have one lined up yet? Um, I don't think so. I haven't heard anything. Um. But we kind of covered like what fight did we want to see in the sport? Yeah, I'm I'm not even sure who his uh I'm I'm not even sure if he has the next fight lined up yet. But I mean, no, I think he's chilling right now. Yeah, I think his next fight is I I think it's gonna be Ortiz. Yeah, exactly. So um, I guess with how dangerous he could be, it all depends personally. Yeah, I think he's just chilling right now. So yeah, I think I think it all just depends on on you know how he approaches some of these next fights. Yeah, so now, Jay, we have our third and final sponsor for the episode. We are also sponsored by Buffalo Sports Card and TCG. Are you into collecting sports cards? 
How about trading card games like Pokemon? Well, if so, check out Buffalo Sports Cards and TCG. They do live breaks, singles, giveaways, and personal boxes. Anything from UFC cards to Pokemon cards, you can check them out on TikTok at Buffalo with a capital B, Sports with a capital S, Cards with a capital C, and then capital TCG. Also, you can check them out at whatnot.com slash user slash B-U-F-A-L-O-S-P-O-R-T-S-C-A-R-D-S-T-C-G for all the cards for your collecting needs. All right. So um, going in, we have a big, big, uh, I think it's a big fight night this weekend. Um Pretty good, uh, pretty good matches on the card. Obviously, the main event is the one that intrigues me the most. Uh, Cruz versus Vera. Obviously, like the first point is we know. I mean, I think uh, we all know. Like seeing Vera and how he's been looking. If he wins, we kind of know where he's going to be going. You know. So uh, I just want to touch That's on that saying. real quick, though. Is that like so? Obviously, I said last week mm-hmm. um, that. O'Malley said, you know, if Aldo wins, we kind of let him do his thing. Hmm. But at the same time, Cheeto's right there. And he has put in the work. So I personally think if Aldo wins, sure, he gets that title shot, right? But I think the only thing that stops O'Malley from a title fight, if he beats Jan, he needs to fight Cheeto again. He wants to claim that loss is bullshit and claim he's still undefeated. Go out there and show us that you could have beat that man. I'm sorry. Oh, Madly? Yeah, I'm sorry. But for me personally, the oh, only Mally way. versus Cheeto Vera. That'd be crazy. Dude, right last... now, that'd be crazy. But I'm just saying, last time they fought, Cheeto won, obviously due to an injury or whatever, you know. But, um, and Sean O'Malley came back after he recovered from his injury. And he kept saying, oh, I'm still undefeated, wearing fucking jerseys out saying 13-0. and Like, bro, you lost. Take the fucking loss. What are, what are we doing? Uh, so I personally think, sure, if, you, if Aldo wins his fight, he fights for the championship. Sure. But if Cheeto beats Dominic Cruz and O'Malley beats Jan, I'm sorry, O'Malley, but the only thing stopping you from getting knocking on that door is Cheeto. That, that's I, I, I don't mean, know. I think I think look from your standpoint, they should look at it like that. But I feel like it's the UFC, and we're gonna look at it from Dana's eyes. If O'Malley beats Peter Jan, he's probably gonna be in line for the shot, and he'll probably have to. He'll probably have Cheeto Vera fight. Aldo or something. Probably, but I personally think that. You know, yeah, nah. But I even think, I think Cheeto, I think Cheeto versus I think Cheeto nice. versus O'Malley is still a big fight. Even I, though we've seen that shit go down bad the first time, I think that's still the fight to make. I think a lot of people would tune in to be like, okay, oh, no, O'Malley sure. lost that fight and he wanted to shout, I'm undefeated. Alright, bro. I don't know, man. Cheeto Step up killer. and put that. Cheeto you know, I think I think if they fought, that's that's a problem. Cheeto was a menace going into that first O'Malley fight. And I think after that, he still got better. Yeah, not for sure. 
So for me, I think that's how this shit should go. But I also don't make matches for the UFC. I wish Dana White would listen to our podcast because yeah. maybe he might do some shit, might call me, you know. I could use I could use two hundred bands. <laughs> Real, man. Like, but nah, I mean, but going yo, into we'll it, bring the charisma. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you, bro. Yeah. No biased opinions over nah, here, like DC and all them boys. You won't be disappointed nah, just, with me, man. Just play chilling. DC and Habib, bro, are my favorite to watch on TikTok. <laughs> oh man, nah, nah, man, y'all the goats. I always say that. But um, you know, all right. So talking about the um, the main card with Cruz. Yeah. So what does the fight mean? For Cruz, if well, you know what? Fuck if he wins or loses. What does the fight mean overall for Dominic Cruz? Like, I think it means a lot. Yes, um, yes, me too. Because this is possibly his last push, the last one, and it starts with this fight. And he he hasn't been in the ring since December of last year. So we're talking what nine months, eight months. His last fight, he looked real good though. Um, yeah, he beat Pedro Munoz. Yeah. Um, he hasn't had a title shot since he lost to Cejudo in 2020. And Cejudo's a bad motherfucker. Um, he's on a two-fight win streak, right? So yes, I feel like, yeah, which I, isn't bad. That's what I'm saying. I love this fight. I fucking love this fight. Um, I think if he beats Cheeto, he's close to knocking on that door again of a title shot. But then again, I also think that comes down to these top guys that are in here all knock. There's so many people knocking on the door. Yeah. Aldo, O'Malley, Jan's ready to go back in there. Um, Cruz, you know what I mean? Like Cheeto, yeah. like all these guys. Dillashaw's in there now. Yeah. If Dillashaw loses, you know he's gonna be he's he's he'll have to fight somebody and he'll have his second shot. Like so, I think there's just so many guys knocking on this door right oh, now. Man. Get TJ Roydashaw out of here. <laughs> Sorry. I don't I, know, man. I don't feel sympathy. I I don't, bro. I don't fuck with. <laughs> I, I'll tell you. I don't care who wins that shit right now. I just need all Joe the hell out of there. Ah, yo, honestly, yeah, we'll get into that one more. But but that that division, like I said, that bantamweight division. Yeah. There's a line at the door. Yeah. TJ's um, up. Jose Aldo's next. I guess if he wins for sure. And then you got Cheeto, O'Malley, Cruz. I, I mean, it's just it's crazy to sit here and think that you got. Five, six guys yeah. standing there waiting for their shot, and you're like, "We got matches that could be made out of this." And I don't know. So for me, looking at it, um, uh, Cruz really has to win because if not, I think that sets him back mm-hmm. too far for where he's at now. Yeah. Um, I watched the preview. I don't know if you did it on YouTube. Um, I watched a little preview to the fight night. Um. Just seeing, like, mentally where both fighters are. Oh, we can expect a show. It's going to be a... I think it's going to be a really, really good fight. Um, For Dominic, though, I feel like this is his last push. He has to win this fight. Um, It's kind of crucial at this point of his career. Because, um, like Jay said, um, he said it, he said it best. You know, like, if Cruz wins, then we have a lot of, like fights to kind of make you know but like nobody's expecting much of Cruz right now I'm I'm expecting Cruz to put on a good fight still um I don't know I don't have him winning I have Cheeto Vera like slightly all right I think I think Cheeto Vera beats him but uh as far as like what it means for Cruz yeah it, it means relevancy again it means your last push it means a chance for the title and 
that might be enough to get him past Vera, but I don't see it happening. I, I think if if Cruz loses, right, and I'm I'm in the same boat. I think Cheeto outs him a little bit. I I don't know. It's not drastic, but no, I I think it's gonna be a good fight. I don't think it's gonna be lopsided. Um, I think it goes the distance, and I think we get Cheeto by decision. Um, and I think a very close decision. I like I said, I don't think it's gonna be lopsided or nothing like that. I think it's I think it goes fairly well. Um, but sure, if Cruz loses, does he have time to make another push? I think so. But yeah. at the same time, like I said, though, that line at the door is just a little too long, I think. Can he go out there and, and try and ruin people's spot in line? Sure. Uh, he can. I mean, but, like, I feel like his mindset is just, like, I don't even want the title. Yeah, I agree. So, like, I feel like if he loses and suffers another setback, he might just sit there and be like, ah. Maybe. But, I mean, you know, we'll it's Cruz. I mean, we've seen him down and out before. Yeah, I, I'm not really worried, but I do think Cheeto's going to beat him. I just yeah. I think this fight means everything for Dominic. I do, too. Point. I think this is kind of like him just kind of like, man, I really I really want this. And and, and part of me, I want Dominic to win. I yeah. Do. Because for me, like, that's just, I really enjoy watching him fight. His head movement is fucking insane. Exactly. And I think he's just a good fighter in general, a great fighter in general. So for me, I like to see him win. I like to get see him get his shot exactly. and do his thing. But yeah, I, I don't know. You I think Cheeto, just Cheeto. Though. Yeah, I just my my heart my heart says Cruz. Cruz money says but, Cheeto. Yeah, All yes, right. sir. That's exactly so we got it. Cheeto right there. Um, the next point for the UFC uh, is a take, and we have our first look at Diaz versus Kamzat Chimaev. Um, Whoo! So. I am, like, so 50-50 with this fight, <laughs> only because I know we're going to get, like, bloody Nate Diaz with the middle finger saying <laughs> fuck you to your face and stocking, smacking somebody and piecing them. Like, I hope he slaps the like, shit out of him. Like, we're going to get, we're going to get, like, Savage Nate. You know, that's how he's going to go out. Uh, but Kamzat is fucking Kamzat. And from what I've seen of Kamzat and the last fight with Gilbert, like where he had dragged into deep water and we've seen what he's really made of. That's that's a killer, too. Like this is the same guy who fought two weekends in a row and put people out like and he really wants violence. Like, I don't know. I have never seen a guy after a five round fight grab somebody's head and smash his head into him and saying, thank you. Who says that? Yeah. Kamzat. So, I feel like Kamzat's mindset is more of like I'm is a little more aggressive than Nate's. Like he's really gonna try and get in there and like probably pressure him like nobody else has pressured Nate. But Nate is a veteran. Nate knows that if there's certain aspects of the fight that he can control, uh, ground, then you know he might get him in trouble. So, but I think this is gonna be a a war, bro. It might even get bloody, uh, but it's going to be something fantastic. Yeah, I, I see. The, so the way I'm looking at it is, is close to the same. Is um, We watched, like you said, Hamzat get dragged through the waters with Gilbert. And obviously Gilbert has way more power than Nate does. Yeah. And we've seen Hamzat eat some nasty shots. Very nasty. So my thing is, is 
Diaz almost to the point where he ain't going to be able to knock him out. We all know that. Nah, he won't be able to and, knock out Kamz at. No, and, and and that's the thing. So, like, Nate Diaz's punch power just sucks. I'm just, I mean, it is what it is. Sure, he stumbles people, but that's in round five with 13 seconds left, and Leon Edwards doesn't know where the fuck he is. So yeah, Hold on, cuz. <laughs> hold on. You got to give him the credit for that, that, that setup, though, because he smacked I am, but I'm just that. saying. I'm just saying. Like, so... You know, that's when his punch power matters because he carries the same power throughout the entire fight because it's not nothing strong, but it's consistent. It's consistent enough. And when you're tired as shit and you get slugged in the face and you're wobbling back for it and your eyes are rolled up and you're getting flipped off by Nate Diaz, it's just fucking great. So his punch power sucks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I keep remembering Leon's face when he got pieced. Yeah, like and that. his one leg is completely <laughs> locked up and his other one dude looks like a fucking pirate out there oh, wobbling backwards. Yeah. And then you just Nate smiling, flipping them off like, yeah, hey, man. I might not have beat you in this fight, but I did almost knock your ass out with a yeah. couple of seconds left. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> literally, he literally screamed like, fuck you, yeah. motherfucker. But I think a lot of people forget that Diaz can wrestle. Yeah. I think a lot of people forget how good his jiu-jitsu really is. Nah, that's what I'm saying. You don't want to get on the ground because I don't think Kamzai's ground game yeah. is. And we all know that. In Nate- wrestling transitions, no, his ground and pound, yeah, he's going to murder somebody, but like. Yeah, but he's dangerous on his back, too. He knows how to get you into a submission when he's on his back and in trouble. And, and yeah, you might be throwing punches, but he might lock your shit up. You might be in a triangle choke before you know it. That's what I'm saying. So I think Hamzat's going to have to be especially careful if he tries to go on the ground with this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like yeah. he said, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i try and wrestle him. I, sure, you might be able to. You might be able to overpower him a little bit. No, that's what I'm saying. But Kamzat, you're, Kamzat but, can't go to the ground with him. No, don't do it. Don't. He's He's been saying he wants to. But I don't think that's a good choice. No. His best choice is to stand, cut Nate open, let him bleed, let the stupid-ass doctor step in, and call the fight. I mean, I'm Because that's what's going to happen. Nate Diaz bleeds too much. Doctor comes in, says, that cuts way too deep. We got to stop the fight. And then... I told you... I said this, though. It's going to end like that. He's going to cut his little scar tissue open. He's going to start leaking everywhere by the end of round one. Because if you think Kamzat isn't going to open this dude's face in round one, I don't know what else yeah. to tell you. He, I mean, we all know he has a chin, obviously. Yeah, but like, I'm, not, I'm not, yeah, the chin, he's going to stay up. But I, when his that first punch connects right there, it's over. Yeah. He's going to start bleeding. Either middle of the forehead or underneath the yeah. eye, it's fucking chill. Yeah, so like... Anywhere else, he's all right. He's already at a disadvantage when you look at it like that. Yeah, and I do want to say this, too, is like, you know, Amzat hasn't been in the UFC long. No. But he's got a 60% striking accuracy. Yeah. So he's 220 of 368. No, because he can I mean, punch. for how many fights he has in the UFC, he can punch. It's a decent amount of punches. Yeah, he doesn't. And he only absorbed, like, two strikes, I think, going into Gilbert Burns. And uh, Gilbert Burns, like, fucked his ass up. Yeah. Does he have the tank to go five rounds, Hamzat? I think he does. He looked fine. After Obviously, if you fight. have enough to headbutt somebody and say thank you, yeah, you have enough. Them Russians are fucking different. Nah, yeah, he was <laughs> wild for that. I've, ne- I'll, I wanted. <laughs> side note, I wonder how Gilbert felt. Like, man, just full on headbutt you in the head and said thank you. Like, yeah. are you upset or like, and you're like, I'm just done. Like, I yeah. want to go home and rest. <laughs> ah, I think they know how those guys get. You know, they get a little overzealous sometimes, and they just do crazy shit. Damn, that must have hurt, though, migraine, bro. I don't know. Probably not. With all, I mean, he already just got punched in the head fucking 30 <laughs> times, so I'm sure 
I'm sure a headbutt is the least of his worries. Yeah, you're right, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. But, I, I mean, that fight, it's... A lot of people say it's boring, it's going to be one-sided, but I think that's a good fight. I yeah, really that's going to be a good fight. Uh, if Diaz wants to win, it's his last fight in the UFC. Dana White's been fucking him. They kind of forced him into this fight, and I think he really wants to win. So his best bet is like he wants to go out there and torch Hamzat. Yeah, because, hey, if Nate wins, they're not going to let him fight again. So Well, it's his last fight on yeah. his contract. So he, if he wins, he wants to win because... It's his last fight. Yeah. What better than you know Dana forcing you into this fight where you everyone thinks you're gonna get you're gonna get slaughtered in. You come out, you absolutely beat the shit out of him. Maybe even choke him out till he's fucking sleeping, and then you get up, go over to Dana White and show him your ass and say fucking suck it. You know what I mean? Like, Not even just flip him off. Like that's That'd be the most do. iconic moment ever. I would literally wipe the blood off my forehead and fucking flick it at him, and then flip him the bird and be like, yo. You sent your you sent your your dog after me. Hey yo, Nate. Only you. Hey, you can take over for like the most iconic moment in UFC history. Oh bro. yeah, for sure. This this event has. If Nate wins, literally, we could see one of the wildest things after a fight, even wilder than like McGregor versus Habib type shit. Like I, Diaz nah, is set up in a perfect spot to do some nah, crazy off the wall Diaz shit. Because Diaz is going to go right. Now he's he's not going to do anything physical, but he's going to go right at. No, Dana. he might even jump over the top of the cage and lean down and just look at Dana in his eyes and say, "Yo, I just beat your fucking boy." That's what I'm saying. Like, even could you imagine how nasty of a picture that would be? Like someone right behind Dana's head as a bloody Nate Diaz is leaned over. Oh, that'd be nuts. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's literally set up for one of the most wildest things. If he wins, like I just, I really hope he does for the sake of the sport. Hey, this is for gonna the break sake of the records. legacy. Like, dude, I mean, there's so much out there, man. It's, it it's, makes me happy. I got a fucking smile dude, it's from ear to ear records. on me right now. That might break a record right there. Um, but <sighs> our next point is: What is the biggest fight the UFC can make right now that hasn't been made yet, and why? Mm-hmm. So basically, this is just pure. Opinion, uh, speculation, you know. So I don't know if you want to start it off, Jay, or if you want me to go first. Go ahead. Okay. So, um, I think the fight that I think should happen that, you know, that they haven't announced yet or are hesitant to announce. Um, if we're talking division-wise... I am looking at the welterweight division, obviously. Y'all know where I'm about to go with this. <laughs> um, Jorge Masvidal versus Conor McGregor needs to happen, <laughs> like, ASAP. Look, so I know people are, and this is the why. This is the why part. Why Jorge versus Conor? Why not Jorge versus Conor? Bro, I just want y'all to sit back and, like, literally think about, think of money, okay? You don't think this fight would do numbers? You don't think this fight would be, like, on, like, such a big scale just because of the personalities? Like, look, I guess what I'm saying is, like, a lot of us as UFC fans, MMA fans, we look at the actual fighter's career path, who he's fought, how he's looked in those fights. I get that, you know. But, like, we also have to look at the type of fighter they are, their reputation, and what they've done in the past. And if you look at both guys' resumes, 
what they've done in the past as far as press conferences, antics, everything. You can't tell me that the biggest fight, like money-wise, that the UFC can make right now, it, it, that it, you can't tell me that it's anything other than Jorge Masvidal versus Conor McGregor. And I honestly think that f- that fight would probably sell out any stadium. Uh, probably sell out fast. And I think that's the fight right now. You can make it. I promise you, your press conference is going to be crazy. Your weighing is going to be nuts. The undercard, you could stack it. Um, and then when it comes to the actual fight, oh, man, dude, the, the Irish crowd is going to be there. You're going to have the Jorge Masvidal, like, fanboys and stands and, like, like all the people from, like, even from Cuba, like, his, like, his, like, home, like. I so you're going to have the northern part of the you, Irish people and you're going to have the southern part of the Cubans yeah, down there. Yeah, like, the Latinos, man, like, that is the picture perfect storm in my opinion is a five round main event card where we have Jorge Masvidal versus Conor McGregor would be dope if they had more Cuban fighters though no yeah because then you could do like a Cuba versus Ireland yeah because all we had was Yoel Romero and had (laughs) Had. yeah had (laughs) all we had was Yoel Romero and now we got Jorge Masvidal but I think I don't think that's a bad fight. I, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm you with agree. It. That's a good fight too. I'm with it. I think that, that hey, marketable man. Your press conference will be nuts. You can already imagine the bars between them, and you can imagine the fight between them. Don't they don't want to wrestle? Those guys want to fight. They want to beat yeah. each other up. A lot of shit talking and just hands. I want to see that. Dana, <laughs> make the fight, bro. Make the fight, please, please. Don't 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 listen to. I want I want Camaro. No, no, don't listen to Connor, bro. Put Jorge. Jorge said he wants to beat the shit out of him. Give him that fight, please. Jay, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So the whole time I was doing this, like when I looked at this bullet point, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, fuck, man, what could really be a banger? Exactly. And I had Michael Chandler versus Conor McGregor in my head. I'm like, damn, that's destined to be a Gaethje Chandler too, just with Conor McGregor in the ring or an octagon. And then I'm like, you know what? What else is there? I'm like, hmm, maybe Usman versus Oliveira. And then I'm sitting there thinking like, all right, you know, like, you know, if Oliveira wins that, he could defend both titles easily. He could go up and down and wait. Oh, for sure. And, And I don't mean easily like he'd have no competition against them guys up there in the welterweight division. I'm just saying, like, easily he could go up and wait, and easily he could go back down and wait. And then I'm thinking, like, all right, Usman can't get no smaller. So if he won that title from Oliveira, he wouldn't be able to drop down and wait to defend that title. So he'd kind of just, like, if he won, he'd take it from him and then have to give it up. Exactly. Because, as we've seen, he's just as big as his brother Mo, who's a heavyweight. Yeah. Um, But to get to the point of the fight that I'd like to see, is going to be Volkanovski versus Oliveira. Oh, yeah. So I know we were trying to talk about fights that have been made yet, and, and you know, obviously there's been a lot of chirping between Volk and everybody, like him just kind of coming out and saying, yeah, I'm done with my division because I beat the shit out of everybody. I want. You know, I want to do something different. And obviously he's he can defend both. He can. He Unfortunately, are- I don't think Oliveira could drop weight, but – only reason why, and you know, like I said, I, Usman couldn't drop down, but I don't think Oliveira beats him. <laughs> so, for me, the fight to see 
would be Oliveira versus Volk. Mm. And for me, it's because Oliveira has been put to the test exactly. over his last couple fights. Um, Chandler, Dustin, Gaethje, and now he's got Islam on his neck. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you look at those four fights alone, right? Chandler almost sparked him. But the willpower Oliveira is crazy. Dude came back, beat him in the next round. Dustin. Yep, another one. Just another one who was doing work, and Oliveira just came back and tor- torched him. Justin Gaethje was doing work, and then all of a sudden got choked out. Nothing you could do about that. Islam's the best of both worlds. Dude could throw hands. Dude can wrestle. I think that's a good fight for Oliveira. I think Oliveira comes out on top. Yeah. Um. But personally, I think Volk is arguably the best pound-for-pound for pound fighter. I know they got Usman at number one and Volk at number two. Personally, you you can make an argument for either or to be one or two. Yeah. Usman obviously has been doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Volk's been doing his thing. For me, I would put Volk at one because of the way he just did Max Holloway, who Max Holloway is probably my favorite UFC fighter almost of all time at this point. Like, I just like to see where his career is headed now because he's so young before I make him my favorite fighter of all time. Yeah. Like he's got, I got to see a little bit more out of him. Um, like how, not more out of him, but to see how much farther he can go with his career. Yeah. But see to how get much to he why, can yeah. solidify it. Yeah. But to get to my point of why I want to see this fight, it's just like, um, Volkanovsky's wrestling is insane. Okay. The yeah. way he stayed composed when Ortega had the deepest guillotine choke locked in I have ever fucking seen, where Volk was literally gargling on his own saliva, borderline drowning to death, on top of being choked out, he somehow slipped out of that shit. That was impressive. So to see how deep Oliveira locks in his submissions makes me want to see, like, I'd be down just to watch them two in a Brazilian jiu-jitsu match. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Like, no punches having to be, have to be thrown. I'm down to watch them two wrestle. I think that shit would be super exciting. Um, so, I mean, for me, that's kind of one big thing. And then... The striking accuracy and ability of Volk is nasty. 57% striking accuracy. He's got 1,372 significant strikes landed out of 2,406 attempted. Mm. His grappling accuracy, it's 37%. He's only landed 16 takedowns out of 63 attempted. But a lot of the times he's on the ground, guys are taking him down, and he's just getting on top. So obviously those aren't his takedowns. So... You know, for me, we see him on the ground a lot, and it's not because he's really doing the takedowns. It's he's defending them and then getting on top. I like that he doesn't go straight to wrestling. He's willing to stand and beg until the other person engages. Is kind of what, like, um, something we were, you know, that I just mentioned about him. Um, whereas Oliveira has a 54% significant strike accuracy. Mm. But it's way less. It's 732. 732 landed out of 1,366 thrown. So, you know, like when you look at that, you look at that and Volkanovsky's landed six more punches. Yeah. Completely. To his attempted punches. (laughs) And he's been in the UFC a little bit longer. Um, His grappling accuracy, though, of Oliveira is 41%. He's landed 26 out of 83. Yeah. So. Um, but with that being said, I think Volk has the upper hand on this. 
Um, Oliver has 41 fights under his wing. Volk has 26. I just think right now that Volkanovski is just levels <laughs> ahead of everybody else. So The way he made Max Holloway look like a nobody is fucking nuts. All right. So. I mean, I just, that's the fight I want to see because Oliveira has been hit, dropped, gotten up, knocked dudes out, choked people out. So he's been hit and knocked down and gotten back up and has come back and done things. I just think that Volkanovski is going to be the dude that's going to put him down and put his ass out. So you have Volk winning that fight. Yeah. Never happened. Yeah. Oh. But that's the fight I want to see. All right. Well, I think I got Oliveira. But I like it. That is a super fight for sure. That's a big fight. My side, hey. I'm I'm sorry, bro. I think I think that Jorge would sleep Connor. <laughs> like, hey, he gonna sleep Connor. I promise you, he would sleep Connor, and then it would probably be like the best like celebration I've ever seen in my life. But I think he would sleep Connor. A lot of people that are gonna listen to this and know me, I'm not the biggest Connor fan, <laughs> and it's not has nothing to do. I enjoy watching his fights. I'm one of those people that tune into all oh, his not fights. For sure, and it's not to watch him get knocked out. It's to watch his level of skill. Exactly. First like, double champ in history. Guys. I like I like watching his striking. I like watching the things he does. Um, I hate that he beat Donald Cerrone <laughs> with fucking shoulders. I mean, it sucks. Yeah. Because I like Donald Cerrone. But, like, I think Conor wins. And a lot of people, you your face says it all. That's what everybody right now that knows me that are going to listen to this, they're going to have that same look on your uh, face, and they're going to be like, hey, no fucking way he just said that on the internet. No way. Jorge <laughs> will beat the fuck out that boy. I Dana, make the fight. Make the fight, please. I know I'm the only one asking for it, but if you listen to me, you make the fight. I promise you, bro, you're going to make millions. I promise. But Bet MGM will make a lot of money off of me. Oh, my goodness, bro. That probably might be the first fight you, like, build the car. You probably make that into, like, a little mini football stadium. Who knows, bro? You never know. You might take that. First outdoor fight. Oh, it might be. It, it could be. You Yo, might bring it. Do that shit right in the Buffalo Bills brand new stadium when they open that up in a few years. Do that, bro. You won't get all the But make sure it's in the middle of August. <laughs> uh, last point on the UFC. What's next for the heavyweight division? Um, when you look at the heavyweight division, this is, like we just want to go over like the little quick glance of like yeah. how things are right now. You know, Champ is out. He was covering his knees real quick. Yeah. So like I mentioned earlier, is that um, Francis take care of himself, which I think is a good thing. It sucks because it puts the UFC division on stall. On a little hold. Yeah. So it's kind of like, all right. But at the same time, I feel like Thank the UFC. Awesome fighter. <laughs> P.S. I feel like. The UFC is also stalling this division mm. with John Jones. Mm. Yeah, they should have made that fight already. But <laughs> I and I get it. Listen, it's not easy to go up and wait because it's not like you can weigh two fifteen at lightweight and then jump up to two forty and think you're going to be able to be good. So I think John Jones taking the time out of his day to really you know learn how to keep that weight on. And learn how to throw with the same power, same speed when he was, you know, 30, 40 pounds lighter. I'm with it. Cool. But I feel like now we're getting into the time where it's like, all right, what are you going to give? How much more time does this fucking dude need? Yeah. Um. So with that. So for me, it's just like, I, I just, I don't know, man. It's just tough because, like, are they waiting for Francis to come back? And then they're like, all right, John Jones, you're in. Like, 
in the meantime, why don't we get Jones versus Stipe? Yeah, that's a good fight. I was going to say the same thing. Or, or, or you know, I, I mean, give yeah, us so, that. So that's what I'm know. saying. So like now, since we're on this point, since Francis is out, and we say what's next for the heavyweight division, what, like, what, what I would say is, all right. So what fight would be I'm, a good fight? I'm right with now? so. I think John Jones needs a fight while Francis is out. Mm-hmm. The two people I want to see him fight would obviously be Stipe would be the first one. That's a good one. Because, you know, everyone always says that Stipe was, is one of the best heavyweights ever. Oh, they, hey, some people want to call him the greatest heavyweight ever. That's what I'm saying. Um, so, like, so, I, I mean, he has a resume so far. And John Jones is the best light heavyweight, light heavyweight heavyweight. Yeah. So, so, I mean, if you want to take the two best ever in their division, let them bang it out. But as much as I hate this dude, Curtis Blades, <laughs> mm. he's doing his thing. Yeah, Curtis. so John that Jones versus Curtis Blades. Yeah, no, that, that's that's a good fight. That's exciting. John Jones versus Curtis Blades. I like. That. I, I like that. So like that's what I'm saying. I think Stipe is good, but why not let Stipe fight the winner of uh, Tai Tuivasa and Cyril Gon, which we got in a few weeks. That's true. So. Why not? You know, let it let's. I don't know if Stipe even. I don't know what his plan is. No one's even really heard from him. Yeah, he's just enjoying his. He's enjoying his family time, and I get that. Being champion after a while, he really only fought like once a year, but whatever. Um, I just feel like I don't know. I'd rather see John Jones versus Curtis Blades because hmm. we all know John Jones has a little bit of a ground game. Yeah, and Curtis Blades is Curtis a Blades is is a wrestler. So, so I'd like to see that. I think that interests me a lot more so than the, Jones versus Stipe. But I think that like if Stipe wants to come back, that's the fight. I think Ty, I think Ty versus Cyril Gon, which we got mm-hmm. in a few weeks. I think the winner of that Face goes Stipe. and faces Stipe. It's only right that Stipe gets another yeah. shot, and, and I think to give him that you know, to get that ring rust off and to be ready for it. Because if he's out a year and some change, you don't want to just throw him into a, into a fight with a dude that folded him like a lawn chair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, y- you want to let him get a warm-up fight. What's a better warm-up fight than Bam Bam or gone? I think, because they're both highly skilled people. I mean, well, Cyril Gone is a highly skilled kickboxer. Bam Bam is really good at I guess pretending to be fucking injured and wobbling backwards and then all of a sudden fold somebody with a fucking uppercut. I mean, <laughs> elbows, you name it. I mean, this dude's dangerous as shit when even when he's hurt, he still holds the same power. So I think they're both respectively skilled in their areas. Um, I just I think Stipe gets the winner of that. John Jones fights uh Curtis Blades. And while we got Francis Healing, winner of Stipe versus Gon Tai mm-hmm. faces the winner of Curtis Blades John Jones, and then Francis right. will be back by then. No, no problem. No, and you, no debate. And you get me. it done, and so, I think, and we get to see all the fights we want to see. Exactly. And so. I think the heavyweight division could be super fun to watch. Yep. If they do some so some the, off the wall shit. So those are some good fights. Um, I don't I don't disagree with any of those. So um, yeah, but also this this is another portion where you guys like you know. Give us more topics, more fights that you would like to see. Maybe some dream matches uh, you want us to cover. Whatever, you know. Um, and as far as, like, what you said, yeah, bro. So we agree 
The division is actually looking pretty good. It's yeah. going to go in good places. And John Jones' impending return and Stipe also is going to shake things up. And when Francis comes back, it's over. Yeah. So, I mean, but even like... um. Uh, Spivak, yeah, fought over the weekend, and he got it. He he did his thing. He he's ranked number twelve. Well, he's you know, they say he's not ranked, but he's he probably just needs another. He's fight. probably gonna be. Well, Ty Burrow's right there. Yeah. I, I think the next fight to make there would be Spivak versus Rosenstruck, because yeah. he's kind of just been like a fucking punching bag at this point. So. <laughs> Why not let Spivak get in there, get him, and that's how he gets his rank. Unfortunately for Tom Aspinall, he's done for a while. Yeah. So I think we just start letting these guys kind of, I think we start letting Romanov climb the ranks. I think we start letting Spivak climb the ranks. I think Ty Burra, you know, I think it's time to let these guys start fighting these top five fellas. Yeah, so, I mean, that's... Yeah, nah, that that division just looks like it's going to be in a good place. And, yeah, man, I mean, you can't really complain uh, when the division is that stacked. And it's it, it looks like we're going to be in for some good treats. Like, it's at a stall right now, but I feel like that way division is really going to kick into gear with the year coming up probably, you know. Yeah. Um. So, you know, now we're at the, we're at the point where, you know, we're going to decompress and just talk about, you know, a uh, little, little uh, side segments, uh, and little other news in the world of combat sports for you guys. First point um, was Tyson Fury, quote unquote, unretires. I don't know what that means. I think this. I think this trilogy fight that he wants with Chisora. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I Derek think it's Chisora. a warm up fight. Yeah. Derek Chisora called him out. If you didn't know, um, and Derek Chisora is one of the beefy heavyweights. He's a. He's a guy that has some. Pretty serious power. His antics are wild. He definitely is someone that tries to get into your head. But Derek Chisora is no slouch. No. I just think he's at the tail end of his career right now, so he may not be, like, the biggest threat. But when you hear Derek Chisora and you're standing across the ring from Derek Chisora. I think for Tyson Fury, though, like I said, I think it's more of a warm-up fight. Oh, yeah. So no. I think we should expect him to fight the winner of Yusuke Joshua. Yeah. And I think... With Derek, like you said, you know, obviously he's still a threat, but I mean, the last two times they fought, the last, the most recent time that he beat him, yeah, Derek's corner had to throw the towel in. Yeah, I mean, we're not saying that he'll take the Derek Chisora fight. Uh, we're just saying that Derek Chisora called him out. Yeah, and, and if he does, I think it's a good fight to come back. I mean, obviously he hasn't been out long. I think he's been retired three months. Yeah, I mean, you, you're, you're betting money. You could probably just wait on him to wait for the fight. Yeah, Usyk and Joshua, but that uh, wouldn't be a bad side. No, I think he comes out. I think you see him if he is going to fight against Chisora. Mm-hmm. I think you see that happen probably like a month after the the Usyk Joshua fight, and then I think you see the winner of Usyk Joshua and versus Tyson Fury probably by December. Yep. Um, well, not not the actual fight, yeah, but the, the fight <laughs> schedule by the end of December. Yeah, yeah it'll get announced yeah. soon. Um, so moving on to the next point, uh, Chris Cyborg is about to make boxing debut. How do you think she's going to do? Um, I think she gets smoked, especially cause I was looking into who she was hmm. looking to fight in Katie Taylor. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't want to fight Katie. T- Actually. So no, no, no. 
she just MMA stars had a boxers. pretty controversial fight against Serrano, but yeah, but that's but even then, it still it doesn't matter win or loss on that fight. It's uh, just Katie boxing. Taylor is yeah, boxing is different. Like, yeah, I and, mean Chris Cyborg is mainly a bot. Yeah, she's a striker, but she she has the wrestling tendencies yeah. too. It's just hard. This is my me. thing is is she said in a thing that I read she doesn't want to leave MMA completely. I'm sorry, but you can't do both at the same time. Can't because. There are certain things you might try and throw, like, like the clinching, everything. You, like, you're going to try and do things in MMA, like MMA style things in boxing that are going to get you in trouble. Yeah, and it's going to fuck up how well you can really box or not. Um, so I think she either needs to have her heart fully into boxing or fully into MMA. Yeah, you can't play both because you're going to have tendencies and you can get somebody hurt. That's too. what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it's a dangerous game to play, and we've seen it when Connor faced. Um, Floyd. Yeah, the back, the you know, he kept, to the back of the head. Yeah, he was doing Little things that punches, yeah. th- that are dangerous, yeah. right? Being punched in the back of the head is not not a joke. So, um, and we've seen him. He he. A few times you'd see him switch stances real quick, mm-hmm. almost like he was ready to throw a leg kick, a leg kick at yeah. Floyd. Like so, some of that stuff sometimes is just like I don't know. It plays so, with you. Katie Taylor, she's undefeated. Chris Cyborg would be zero and zero. Um. Even Katie if they Taylor, go, I don't know. I just think Katie Taylor's a bad first fight. Yeah, it's a bad first fight. Even though the I experience think, alone is what gives me. Yeah. Even though I feel like Katie Taylor lost to Amanda Serrano, but um, I agree. But Katie, Katie Taylor's still a problem. So yeah. you're uh, Chris Iborg. As far as my opinion on it, uh, Jay says she's gonna get smoked. I think she's gonna yeah, get smoked. Stay in Bellator. Go or sorry. Resign with Bellator. Yeah, do something, bro. Don't or <laughs> or give up Bellator completely and straight focus boxing. That's it. <laughs> but pick a different first debut yeah, fight, please. Yeah, pick somebody a prospect. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> um, next point. Uh, first look. We're gonna just have like a quick little glance uh, ahead at the fight announced um, in the week uh, was Michael Chandler versus Dustin Poirier. So. Um, my quick opinion on it, I already saw this fight coming. Uh, I, I kind of figured that they were going to make it happen just to keep both guys busy. And honestly, their stock value is still up there. And this is a fight that everybody would want to see in the most stacked division. So, cool. Sorry. <laughs> I just had, like, the meanest notification. So, <laughs> don't mind me, my guys. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't want to dissect it too much. I can't dissect it too much because we just got the announcement. Uh, we got to see things play out. We got to see like camp videos and stuff. But anyway, uh, as far as the fight announcement, great fight. Uh, it's probably going to main event a card and I'm ready, man. I'm ready for all the smoke. I think it goes on the undercard of, uh, Izzy versus Pereira. Cool. You like that fight though? What do you think of the fight? Yeah. What do you think of the fight? It's a good fight. For oh yeah, you? oh yeah, yeah. But I think if you really want to make that, so that Alex Pereira Izzy fight is one of like the you know mm-hmm. biggest fights of the year. May even be the biggest fight of the year. MMA, yeah, in the UFC is probably yeah. the biggest fight. I mean, oh, 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 oh Oliver and Islam is yeah happen is too. up there. But I mean, Pereira's got. Two wins over Izzy. He's the only person who ever beat Izzy. Yeah, no. Other than other than Blahovich, obviously. But I, I think I just look at the lightweight division. I'm just like the stack. Yeah, no, I agree. But like, 
I don't know. I think just Chandler Dustin is just fucking. <laughs> it, it gives me the chills because it's just so fucking good. Well, but like, uh, so uh, that was our last point of the day. Uh, so before anything, we got uh, the UFC Fight Night this weekend. Dominic Cruz with Cheeto Vera. Go check it out. It's on ESPN, ESPN Plus. You don't need ESPN Plus subscription to watch it. Go watch it. If you're on the boxing side of things, you got Teofimo Lopez fighting Pedro Campa. Um, that's on top rank. I think it's on ESPN also. I could be wrong. I had to check that again. Um, but, yeah, so... That's this weekend also. Pay attention to that fight. And as far as uh, our next week's show, just a little preview to get you guys a little hype, you know. Um, We're going to be talking about Yam versus O'Malley, so tune in. Uh, We're going to be talking about um, Islam Makachev, you know, uh, his rise to contendership. And uh, a little bit more of a dive on him as he's going to go face Oliveira. And we also have the Usyk versus Joshua go home you know yep. uh preview episode also so and that'll also be the weekend before Usman versus Leon yep uh UFC 278 also so it's August just 20th is huge really stacked show next week so you got to make sure you tune in for that um but yeah that's yeah. all I can also, say also we had a a little fan request oh uh, really he mm-hmm. wanted us to take a little dive into the uh legacy of Anderson Silva and then going into the boxing aspect of where he's at now. So like we talked about, you know, all in on MMA, he was for obviously his whole career and now he's tuned over to boxing. So oh, yeah. I told him that we'd, we'd give him that on episode three. Yeah. That's a, that, so that's going to be a, that's going to be, be a good there. piece segment. That's going to be a good piece that we're going to, that'll probably be majority of the show. Cause that's just such a big, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Sprinkle but it in. He, but he, yeah, but he asked, you know, he asked for yeah. it and oh no, was, we're going to get it done. So, bro. thank yeah, you. But, thank you for the, the the um the topic though we needed that but yeah so anyone that's got ever topics man on Facebook sixteen ounce podcast Twitter sixteen ounce podcast all of it um check us out and uh yeah leave us what you want what you want us to talk about you know even if it's like one fighter's legacy or something they're doing or styles it doesn't matter if you want to hear us talk about a, a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu tournament let us yep. know we'll we'll talk about it so exactly um. So. Also, one thing I do want to mention as well, Go ahead. with August 20th being it so stacked, Usman versus Leon, yeah, Usyk versus Joshua, <sighs> and I know those are two huge fights, but for me, the bare-knuckle boxing, we got Michael Venom Page oh, versus Mike Platinum Perry in a bare-knuckle boxing match oh, on man. August 20th as well. Damn. So... There's only so much I can watch. Can you? I know you're probably going to. I'm going to have four TVs rolling. Oh. I don't even know what's going to be on the fourth fucking TV, but that is going to be something. <laughs> hey, shit, man. But, yeah, so, I mean, we got, like I said, August 20th is stacked. Yeah. I'll be watching. It's my birthday, too, so hey. I'm happy because, hey, because I got three of the best fights of the year almost on my birthday. And oh, man, I'm going to be I'll be on vacation, but I'm going to have my feet kicked up. I'm going to drink in my hand. and Got to. I'm going to be making sure that I have every fight on. Got to. So, that's yeah, guys, don't miss any of the action this week. We need uh, your opinions and comments, and we like you guys to exactly reach out. Give us stuff to talk about also. Um, so, catch those fights. Next week's show is completely stacked. So, get ready for that, and, you know, be on the lookout. We drop this Friday, so, or, well, today. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
Uh, I'm excited, guys. I'm sorry. So with that being said, you know, I'm signing off. We appreciate all of you. I'm Jay. And thank you, everybody. You're never going to make it. You're not good enough. There's a million other people with the same stuff. You really think you're different, and you must be kidding. Think you're going to hit it, but you just don't get it. It's impossible. It's not probable. You're irresponsible. Too many obstacles. You got to stop it, though. You got to take it slow. You can't be a pro. Don't waste your time no more. Who the fuck are you to tell me what to do? I don't give a damn if you say you disapprove. I'm going to make my move. I'm going to make it soon. And I'll do it because it's what I want to fucking do. Because all these.